What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. Awesome, special business breakthrough today with my good friend Dylan from Chameleon Decor. It's been a year. One year ago, Dylan came to me on a business breakthrough. Is one of the first ones I've ever done, maybe even a little over a year. Um, and the change was incredible. This business breakthrough was about refining his new system. This guy is on top, and I see him on his way to a multi-million dollar company. So it's always great to get some feedback. You know, sometimes my advice is crazy, and sometimes it actually works. So this time it worked. Uh, check this one out. You're going to love this episode. We talk about refining processes, company culture, all the good things. And it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What is going on, everyone? I'm here with Dylan Sawyer. The last time I spoke with him on one of these was one of my first business breakthroughs. If you scroll back for a half an hour on my Instagram, you probably see a snippet of it. Uh, he is with Chameleon Decor. Now, let me do a quick recap. I didn't even have to watch it to listen. I just remember the story. You were taking all sorts of jobs. I think it was you and your dad. Was it you and your dad working together? Yep. 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 Um, and you guys were taking all sorts of jobs and it was getting kind of crazy. And, you know, one of the things we discussed was uh, niching down just not only for your business, but just for your sanity. Uh, getting some cash flow. I know at that point there were some cash flow issues going on. Um, what has happened in the last year? Uh, and tell me a little bit about some of the changes. Maybe you didn't change anything. Maybe you just refine what was working. What what what, what happened? Yeah. So um, we were taking on um, pretty much remodels of bathrooms, a lot of tile work, flooring, um, all aspects of painting. And uh, to be completely honest with you, I thought I could just refine it and keep everything for a little while. Um, so completely honestly, it didn't take your advice, which uh, kicked <laughs> us in the butt, uh, kicked us in the butt hard with a couple of jobs. And then we, we decided to fully make the change to just painting. So we're chameleon decor painting now, um, nice. exterior painting, exterior painting. And tell me cabinet. how, tell me how it, how that like helped. Where, where was the epiphany moment where you were like, Okay, I see what that guy was talking about. Uh, when I was working late, uh, trying to finish this big bathroom and knowing like knowing I can do the work, but it's like not yeah. what this is not what I want to be a business owner well, for. Like, tell me about the other side when you were in when you committed to the painting, where was that moment where you're like, yeah, I'm not going back to that? Uh, as soon as my schedule changed to uh, having people hired where I was only working on site Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and yep. I could see it. Like it was like a tunnel yep. vision. I'm like, okay, that's the way we have to yeah. do this. Okay. This is a process. This is a system. This is predictable. You know, all those things. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So you got a couple guys now? Yeah. So we run a crew of four, including my dad. So we got three, nice. uh, full-time employees and, uh, yeah, they're they're hammering out jobs um, right now, 
and I'm pretty much on site on the brush um, one day a week. Yeah, one we need now. Um, and yeah, because now I have to be on the back end. There's so much to take care of. Yeah, invoicing, customers, proposals, estimates, the whole nine, right? I mean, now, but, yeah. but the cool thing is, is that what's interesting is that now at this stage, you're able to focus on that, which is going to give you way better results. Even if you had the same amount of opportunities before, the fact that somebody's on that full time is only going to create more opportunity. So you're maximizing that as well. Oh, absolutely. I love it, man. All right. Yeah. So what could I be of assistance with? What is the area of your business that we got to mm -hmm. hammer out today? Sales, marketing, administration, production that you feel as though you're ready to turn the corner on? Um, a little bit of like internal um, structure sort of stuff. Um, Cause I'm, I'm looking at how can I make uh, my business just an even better place to, to work at? How can I interest more people um sure. so i was looking at like trying to create some sort of bonus structure or within the yeah. system i don't know like what you have in place or what you suggest yeah doing that to yeah, make your yeah. culture even better yeah so i mean there's a there's a lot when it comes to the culture you know i, I guess i'm going to kind of just make sure we get the foundational pieces right let's talk about the the, the bare minimum uh now where are you in canada yeah yeah in thunder bay okay so do you have yeah. So do you have a uh, payroll system set up in your, in your business? Yeah. Yeah. We got payroll, uh, WSIB, so workers comp and uh, full okay. nature. All right, cool. So you got the, you got the bare minimum. Now one big upgrade here in the United States is providing healthcare. Well, for you, that's just like, Oh really? Well, duh, we already have it. Maybe <laughs> you do an enhanced plan. Uh, so I won't say that, but I will say that in terms of a bonus structure, be careful because, you know, I think the best bonuses to give in terms of financial bonuses are random, um, you know, and that's just from my experience. You know, if, if there's an expectation of a bonus at some point, the excitement of achieving that bonus dies out, then it becomes a commission. Uh, and then that kind of eliminates, you know, what, what the reason for the bonus was anyway, was to really just reward going above and beyond. Um, here's an idea. And I don't know if you have this yet. Do you have a group chat with your team? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So great opportunity to share reviews. I think that review bonuses are a good bonus. So if the team gets a review and their name was mentioned in the review bonus, right? Maybe $25, maybe pay for the gas card, do something along those lines, get creative in rewarding above and beyond. Maybe you have a award called the above and beyond award for the month, right? And that above and beyond reward is highlighting someone that went above and beyond. So maybe for an example, you have somebody on your team that for whatever reason, the customer couldn't unscrew a light bulb. Here's a random, very low level example, but I can't draw one right now, but for whatever reason, they can't unscrew a light bulb and they were working outside and the customer brought someone in and they had to get up all the way on the 10 foot ladder find a way to unscrew this light bulb and change it out for the customer. And although that was not even close to something that you were contracted for, that was something that really bothered the homeowner. And uh, you heard about it through that homeowner and you highlight that above and beyond award for that person. Um, you know, so little things like that, I feel like are much more valuable than um, production bonuses. You know, I don't think that you need production bonuses in a residential market. I think that, most of the time we have ample time and money on each job to suffice even extra time that even if they finish early, I reward my guys, even if they finish at 
12 o'clock and I allotted the whole day for the job, they get paid for the whole day. Um, I pay them through lunch. Is that something that you do or no? Yeah, no, a lot of, a lot of what you're saying is it are things that I'm doing. Um, definitely. Yeah. Like pay out the full days. Um, the rare chances that we met, like have a week booked, but then we finish early and I don't have anything for a Friday, yeah. like pay out that Friday. Day. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those, I mean, are the bare minimums in terms of culture, uh, you know, keeping people excited. I think one thing that I've always excelled at when, when, you know, throughout the duration of me having a business, I still have guys that have been with me since I started the business. I mean, and it's not so much that I'm special. It's just that I care. I, I truly care about what's going on in their life. Uh, and I think that it's optional, but it's something that if you actually do have the, you know, the wherewithal to, to, to care enough about what's going on in someone's life and identify what goals they're trying to achieve, use your knowledge as a business owner to maybe give someone else a leg up in whatever their vision is. For example, one of my uh, project managers just purchased a house, you know, and for me, that was a goal that we discussed three years ago. So I set my sights on that, you know, making sure that he knew, you know, stick with me, man, because I want to make sure that you're going to be able to prove your income to purchase your house, you know, so everybody's got a goal. I think it would be wise to maybe do sit downs weekly with each individual, take them to lunch, take them to breakfast. That's something a good friend of mine, Seth, is doing with his team every week. He has one person that he plucks out of his company, takes them to breakfast in the morning uh, on one, you know, just an hour. Just they don't have to talk business, just talk family, just appreciation and gratitude. And I think what you're going to learn is that you're going to create fans of you. And that's important because it's a collective, uh, it's a collective achievement in, in this business, not only just for rewarding uh, the customer with a great job or the business, but it's also, you'll find that people would rather uh, make you proud as a business owner because they know that you have their back. And in the same breath, they feel as though if they mess up, they know it's going to reflect negatively on you because Nobody wants to hurt someone that cares about them, right? So if you genuinely care, like, you know, in any, any of my guys, I'll just go up to the job site, stop what you're doing, come outside, sit with me, and uh, let's have a chat. You know, let's see what's going on in your life. How's your family? How's everything going? Hey, do you like working here? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? What do you think I could do better? And if you're bold enough to ask those questions, in terms of a financial bonus to kind of instill culture, it's cool, but I think people value leadership a lot more than they do uh, financial incentive. Awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So in terms of that, you know um, you know, I, I, I could go on and on. I just feel like, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, be better than their last boss. Know what, know what their love language is. It's a real thing. If you look that up, love language outside of a romantic sense is what do people need to feel valued in their relationships? Some people want that financial reward. That's what makes them tick. Uh, some people want gratitude. That's what makes them tick. Some people want random acts of kindness. In other words, hey, man, I'm just grabbing you, take you to breakfast, man. Let's go to lunch today. You know, and that's something that'll keep them good for a while because, man, he took me to lunch. My boss, my old boss never did that, you know, and I felt underappreciated. Allowing people to contribute their ideas to your company. Uh, you know, Hey man, how do you feel like we could do better? A lot of employees in organizations feel that they don't have a voice and that's frustrating because everybody has great ideas and if they don't feel like they can be heard, they don't say them. So I'm shooting a lot of things out. Yeah. At you. I'm sure you're doing some, you know, but these are just some things that I think of in terms of keeping people excited to work for me. Absolutely. I think where I get caught sometimes is trying to like keep production always going and always in that mindset. And then 
all need to take that step back and like you said take someone aside ask those bold questions a little bit more yeah yeah i mean it's it's one of those things that production never stops man and if you don't actually make time for it you know you'll never make time for it you know um it's just one of those things i mean uh if you, if it's if it's that hard maybe a saturday morning you know would be ideal to pluck someone out and say hey man let's hit breakfast saturday morning and you'll be surprised at the response you know team gatherings but i think what you need to be doing is preparing for round two. You know, one crew is great, but two crews is what allows you to expand. You know, one crew is, uh, again, in the painting business, awesome. But when you have that dynamic of two crews and you build two teams, you should be focusing on right now in your team of four who the next leader is going to be. Do you feel like you have someone in your team of four right now who could who could lead the next crew? Um, yes and no um, to that with specifically who I have, because um, one one uh, girl, her name's Alicia. Um, okay. I can see her getting into that position. Oh, excuse me. However, she has some other goals of getting into real estate. So I've been trying to help her and a lot of time for her to learn that avenue. So I don't know if she's going to be with us for the uh, for the long haul. Um, so I, I think that it will probably come down to hiring. Um, getting some more bodies in. How do you feel about your hiring process at this time? What have you been doing to uh, to acquire help? Have you had success? Are you kind of shaky on it? What's the status of that? Uh, I got lucky uh, in the beginning, uh, getting like Brady, who's my right-hand man. And uh, But I did hire throughout the summer uh, using um, your hiring card course, which was okay. right application, phone interview, in-person interview, and then yep. the working interview. And so that, that did, uh, it was successful. I got a couple, uh, okay. like part-timers for the summer. Um, but to be completely honest with you, I haven't pushed it as much as I probably should. So I haven't, I haven't hired anyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, man. Um, it's always easy to hire when you need it, but it's always good to be able to draw on applicants when you need it as well. Um, and I think the, the muscle that you have to build in terms of hiring is like, you know, I think you've made a really good transition from technician. Now you're in a sales role, sort of marketing role. You also need to be HR and recruiting, man. And like that is a skill set as much as being a technician is, as much as being a leader is, like what we're talking about, leadership and making people feel valued. And yeah, I get it, man. You're in, you're spread pretty thin. There's a lot of things you need to learn. Uh, but what you should be focusing on is growth because there's no greater thing that you can do in a business then give people opportunity to grow right so you said well what are some ways that i can keep people engaged you know wanting them to move forward naturally the people that you want in your business anyway are growth-minded like alicia they're people that want more out of their life that's a good thing some business owners see it as a threat so they prohibit growth they keep the company small they make people feel as though they can't leave they hold money over their heads because they know that they can't grow themselves. So in other words, they're intimidated by the growth or the idea of growth of another individual. So for me personally, I truly believe that one of the greatest things you can do is spearhead the growth of your company in a sense that don't be afraid to fail, create those opportunities of leadership. Alicia may not at this time see that there's a growth opportunity with you. And maybe you're feeling as though by default, she needs to go and do real estate. But if you, if she knew that your plans of expansion included a salaried manager position that maybe entitled her to benefits beyond what she's getting, 
then maybe that would be a different conversation. It sounds like you value Alicia and maybe she does a great job for your company and it's, and it sucks that she's leaving and you want her to do great, but why not let her do great within your business? Mm -hmm. Every one of my managers, all three of them, Lewis, Chris, and Shamel all came in as entry-level painters. Never, not one of them has ever had management experience in their life. No one ever gave it to them, but I saw something in them and I created the opportunity and, and taught them how I wanted it done. And they're doing well. They're happy. They run my jobs. They're the reason I can sit here. So growing a manager within requires you to create the opportunity for that manager to grow. Because I will say one more thing with your dad on the job, everyone under him right now knows that there's no overtaking that position unless you create a new one. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, like the, uh, the plan specifically for my dad, um, cause he's getting older and obviously I'd, he's just kind of the mentor on site. Um, but I want to get him specifically in like a shareholder position of the company. Um, well, who's run, who runs the job on site? If he's, if uh, he's, quote, so he's, he's a mentor. That's his role, but he's obviously technician. And then Brady is actually the crew leader. So he's responsible okay. of getting everything set up. I tell him what's going on. Uh, he's, so he's interacting he's with the clients. Pardon? So he's, he's, he's what I call the ace. He's the guy who, he's your right-hand guy. You reach out to him. Hey, this is what needs to be done. And he just handles it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel as though something's been stopping you from getting that second crew up? Uh, yeah, I think um, it's fear obviously of because like just taking another leap taking another risk um like absolutely that's a limiting belief i think i have um thinking that I, I might fail doing it um and then knowing or trying trying to set up more systems internally um to feel comfortable doing that um, let me tell you a funny a funny story when i with drip jobs i'll tell you this you know i, I don't know how to code so that was scary in itself, starting a software business. But what was interesting was, is, you know, as I'm starting to hire people, I had to create systems by default, because if they came into a world without systems, then they wouldn't succeed at their job. And it's like the idea of you creating systems ahead of time isn't as real as it's going to be when someone's waiting for you to create the system. So in other words, and sometimes in business, we need to make the decisions to press forward and then clean up the mess, utilizing the leverage that that decision gives us to do so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because no, in other it. words, like, you know, right now, there's some things that you and I both know are messy in your business that only you know about. But if you were to try to teach someone to do what you're doing, that would be an issue. But if you hired a salesperson, guess how quick you'd clean up your act to make sure estimating was tight, make sure your, your pipeline and drip jobs was clean, making sure everything was buttoned tight. It's almost like that's a push that we needed in the same way it was when maybe you hired Brady when it was just you and your dad, right? How much did you guys step it up after you brought someone like that in? Oh yeah, we had to, we had to put our foot down on the gas pedal. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh crap. I got to tell someone else, you know, an address. I got to make sure they know what they have, what they need. I have to get this, uh, get this payroll set up. I got to get all these things and it's a good thing. Uh, and sometimes maybe you didn't even have that payroll system set up the day you hired him. Right. You know, who, you know, who cares? You got it up. You got it ready. And, and another thing when it comes to fear, um, you know, let me be clear. You're already on an Island 
at any point in time, you can drown just so you know, and, and I, you and I both know that. I mean, for whatever reason, outside elements, uh, you know, economy, all the crazy things, and you're a business owner, there's nobody holding you uh, and, and coddling you and your income other than your own ability. In other words, if you don't push, you don't get. So you're already at risk. There's no other risk greater than that. The only risk that's at play here is whether or not you can ensure someone else makes an income. And that just requires you turning up the dial on marketing, turning up the dial on sales. That's it. You already have a production system in place. You already have a sales model that's working. So it's not like you're not sure if you could sell the jobs. You just need more people to sell them to. In other words, you just need more of the market share. The market share doesn't, doesn't change. It just only gets bigger. There's more customers every day that buy houses. So it's not a declining market. It's not like you're selling pieces to antiques right? <laughs> you know? yeah. So, so in other words, there's always going to be more, more customers. The trick is, is how can you serve them? Um, and I also think that you don't need to duplicate your, your, your four man team. I think it would be great. And, and this is just me shooting blanks. I don't know Alicia, but I can already tell she's ambitious. If she's going after a real estate degree, you know, this would be a great opportunity to have a conversation with her and say, Hey, you know, what can we do to keep you around? Maybe you can do your real estate part-time, but I'd love to see if I can get you in a management role and, you know, beef up your resume. Is that something that you would be interested in? If it is say, here's my plan within the next four to six weeks, I'm going to try to hire two painters underneath you. Just see what happens. You need to create room for people to grow. That is, that is the leader's job. A leader's job is create more leaders. A boss's job is to tell people what to do until they're ready to leave. And if you've ever left a job, it's chances are it's because the boss kept telling you what to do way too much to the point where you didn't feel as though you could expand. You were only limited by the boss's vision of you, right? And if you are a visionary as a leader, you create the vision for other people. I told Shamel that I wanted him to be a manager and a leader. I told Chris that I wanted him to estimate one day. And I told him I'd get him out of the brush part-time, but he doesn't have to paint every day. And he handles little things that I would normally have to do. Touch-ups, yard signs, quality control, things that he deserves to do it this time for being so loyal to my company. He's not going anywhere because he likes it and he enjoys his day. I got him a vehicle. You know, it's like these, these little things that you can do to position people to take ownership within your business is only up to you. Don't let that little bit of fear of, am I going to be able to keep someone busy? Stop you from that. Yeah, absolutely. No, nail on the head there. Because that was the, the same sort of fears that held me back from hiring before. It's just, it's different now by Press. another crew. Press, dude push. There's not enough people pushing, bro. I'm telling you right now, the pushers usually win. And it's not like you're just trying this out to see if it works. It's already working. You just need to expand it. Yeah, that's it. It's already working. It's not like, Hey, I'm going to try, uh, I'm going to invest everything I got into this software program and uh, hope people like it. That's a risk, bro. Okay. <laughs> and I don't even know how to code. So I can't even go and paint the job if it doesn't work out well. So talk about fear and risk, right? But now, because I've already experienced it, I've made it through those barriers. And, and that's I'm referencing that because that was the most risky thing I've ever done. The painting business to me wasn't a risk. Anyone starting a painting business is not a risk because of where our market is today. And again, I'm just referencing how even what I did was extremely risky, but just pushing through, look, I'm on the other side of it. You know, I'm on the other side of it. I learned, I made a ton of mistakes, but guess what? I'm over here now, you know? You know, you got to hedge your bets against yourself. And I think if you believe in yourself and what you're capable of and you do it out of concern for your people, nothing's going to stop you, man. 
Now, just curious, and I know that was being hypothetical. Do you see yourself having a conversation with Alicia, you know, about uh, something like that? Do you feel as though that that would be something that would benefit both of you mutually? A hundred percent. It's been, uh, it's been a conversation topic between my father and I, uh, yeah, for yeah. a little while now. And then, uh, okay. I actually have a meeting book with her Monday. So I set that up yesterday. Um, kind of knowing that we get into this a little bit, which is really good. Um, but yeah, the me meeting's already set. Love that. Good, good. I mean, and I think that sometimes you got to, you got to sell people on the vision, right? Even though you don't even know if it's going to come true. And I think your confidence toward her future is going to allow her to gravitate toward her future through your eyes in the sense that, listen, she's got a pipeline she's going to have to generate through that real estate program. It's going to take her a while to get that up anyway. You know, she's going to need some stability in the meantime. So, you know, at the very least, you're going to get some practice nurturing a manager, teaching a manager what they need to do from start to finish. You know, somebody that came in through your company as an entry-level painter, turn them into a leader through identifying qualities that they had that are important to you. And then you document that. And that becomes a process for chameleon decor on how you guys generate leaders. And if you can generate leaders in this business, you're unstoppable. I mean, I sat down at the PCA with people that are doing $15 million in a year. In a year. Do you know how many houses that is? Yeah. That's, I don't even, I can't even comprehend it. Great reputation. Somehow they had found a way to accommodate that many people at such a high standard. And I believe that the secret is they do a great job of nurturing their leadership. That's all. So something to think about, man. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe it was meant to be for us to talk about that today. Maybe some affirmation for you. Oh, you absolutely. That's, that's perfect. And yeah, going into the meeting on Monday, it's, it's, it, this is the fuel that I needed. Yeah, it's great, man. Any other areas that, uh, you know, you want to hit on how's marketing going? What are you doing in that, on that front? Uh, marketing, I, I hooked up with uh, Eric uh, a while ago. So we're, I think, four or five months in now. Um, and it's been amazing. Um, they're great to work with. And um, yeah, it's just managing everything that comes in now. Because now I know uh, Love it. X amount of leads that are coming in. I know what my closing rate is going to be on it. I know how many jobs we're going to get from it. Uh, my average job size and whatnot Love so it. it's 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 awesome to track all that now um and just know exactly what we have to do to change our numbers around good that's good and they're automatically populating in your jobs and they're booking themselves they should be uh yeah yeah i i still call everyone and uh yeah you're gonna need them. to call yeah it's good it's good, man. It's awesome. And, and again, that's another reason why you shouldn't be worried about this. The biggest fear many people have about expanding is being able to fulfill the demand of their employees. And you have a marketer on call where you can say, hey, turn this dial up for me a little bit, right? I'm getting ready to do this. Turn this dial up, you know? And uh, I mean, that, that, that's the least of your worries. The only thing I think that you need to focus on is hiring. <laughs> That's it, man. It's like getting people in your business and feeling confident that you're going to be able to, to keep them busy. And I think it would be wise to give dad a break, you know, so he doesn't occupy a, a space on the job that's getting these jobs done so fast. In, in the early stages of your business, don't worry about finishing them so fast. You want practice, training, take your time. You want room for new people to be able to come in and, you know, have, have work to do. Uh, sometimes if you get them done too fast, you know, maybe the new guy can't come in and on that job, you know, and if you can give your dad a break in the meantime, that might be good, especially when you're transitioning to that second crew, it's going to be a lot of change there. So just something to think about.
yeah well how would you suggest because like i'm i'm nine weeks out on on where i'm booking nine ten weeks out um so there's a little bit of stress there just trying to get everything um wrapped up I, I, that's i'll be honest it's not a good thing it's really i don't not. like I mean, it. it sounds good yeah i don't you know i, I know don't you like don't. <laughs> like yeah, I, I customers I customers certainly don't like it <laughs> no and there's been numerous jobs that i've lost because of timelines and there's like no way i could even change there's no other head. better indication to you that it's time to expand other than what you just told me you know there's no other bet there's no fear here you already have the work you already have the marketing you got a great software drip jobs you have <laughs> a hiring system that works you have leadership in your dad helping with production he'll put him with the new team of two maybe you get one person for alicia and you put your dad there and then you let brady and the other two you know do what they got to do or i think that leave brady with I one other still yeah, have to be two hires yeah so it's two hires that you need but maybe you find someone with experience to go with alicia and maybe you find a newbie to go with brady and i think you should totally do that i think you find somebody that just has worked in the trades before wants to learn painting throw him with brady but you give alicia a second hand you know and that's how you got it's kind of you got to really balance the dynamic of the skill sets as well when doing this um you know, for me, I had somebody that had to let go that had that had a strong hand when it came to painting. And I didn't go ahead and replace that person with a newbie. I knew what I was looking for. You know, I wanted somebody with intermediate skill that I could just throw right in that didn't put a ripple into my process. So during that hiring phase, that's all I was looking for, you know, plus characteristics and, you know, personality. But you got to know who you got to know how to do that. And what's great is, is that you're going to have a lower labor cost probably on Brady's crew. Uh, because you're starting someone fresh, you know? So, you know, it kind of balances out some of the costs as well. It's all good here, man. I'd get up and add today and start this process before you even, you know, just start it, get some applicants in. Maybe you find an all-star, man, and that's the best. When you get somebody that's like, man, this guy's lights out. They filled out the application. They had a great response on the form, great phone interview. It almost forces you to expand. because like, I want that guy on my team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's perfect. I already have a, a, a list of some applicants already filled out some uh, some forms. Unfortunately, from a unfortunately, there's a there's a, a rotting age on applicants because you know you want some you want the momentum to be high, right? You want that person to be motivated at that time. They saw your ad, and you want to take. It's almost like you're a, you know those. Uh, you ever see that video of like the 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 boat that that drops off the mail? The kid is on the boat. And he goes onto the docks and he oh, puts yeah, the yeah. mail into the, you know, yeah, and, and the, but the boat's moving, bro. You know, you want people that are like that kid. They got to jump on the moving boat, man. You don't want to have to stop your boat, go back to somebody, convince them that you're a good fit still after they had already applied for you six weeks ago. And maybe they had another job or maybe they're working for somewhere else. And, you know, finding a job is similar to moving in terms of the mental stress and the, excitement and the enthusiasm for some people. So in other words, going back to somebody that's already committed somewhere else or has had a six week, six week gap of unemployment. Let's try to find fresh people right off the bat. See if you can get somebody to jump on your moving ship. Maybe they are ready to jump off wherever they're at, or maybe they just left their job or just moved into town and they're ready to start something new. Sweet. Okay. Putting out the ads today. Good video to look up the kid jumping back and forth on the dock giving them oh, yeah. people yeah i've seen it that's good that was a good metaphor <laughs> that's too. a hustle job i love it yeah yeah bro um so you, you're covered on marketing uh how's sales going on your end 
Uh, sales is pretty good. Um, my closing rate is around 50% right now, which good. is okay. You're pricing uh, well? Pardon? I said you're pricing well, if that's the case. Uh, yeah, honestly, that was another big shift um, in the company where I saw the light at the end of the tunnel was switching how I was pricing to the cost-based pricing um, and looking at our profit margins and where we, how much money we wanted are to you make. Using, are you using my calculator? Did you get that from me? Uh, I'm actually not using your calculator. I created something uh, myself on uh, Google cool. Sheets, um, yeah. which, uh, yeah, it essentially does. The cost, the cost-based pricing is a game changer. Oh yeah. Just look at it's the easiest thing you can ever do. You yeah, just look at yeah. your costs, multiply and, it by two and start there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I made a I made a, a really nice job costing sheet too. Um, nice. that it's it's really eye-opening um, once you're starting to look at those numbers. Cause I know now I might have to switch over um, the paint or just talk to my suppliers um, about pricing because my material percentage is a little high. For the last right. month. Yes. So you can identify some things. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listening to uh, one of uh, the podcasts with Jason Paris, actually, um, when he was talking about oh, yeah. shortening, shortening your feedback loop, um, that was the, uh, that's stuck with me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shorten it. Well, you need to shorten your feedback loop to want to, to see whether or not uh, expanding is a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. right now it's what if let's, let's get some data behind that. You know, if you have an epic fail, the worst thing you'll have to do is, uh, you know, take less profit and keep six people together. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst thing in the world. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, that's great, man. Well, congratulations. I mean, it's such a change from a year ago. I suggest anyone to go back and listen to, uh, Dylan's first business breakthrough about a year ago. And this is a major shift, bro. I mean, you're like, a, you're, you're polished now, man. You got so much certainty in you, uh, from what I see. And you're just going to, you're just going to go, man. Wait till you do this. I think I see you having a, a multi-million dollar painting enterprise within the next three years, for sure. Thank you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Good luck, man. Good luck. Well, come back next year and tell us all the, all the great success. Uh, absolutely. Hopefully I'll be on. Uh... And, and you got to keep me updated about Alicia, man. I, I don't know her, but I, she sounds great. And I think, uh, you know, you got an all-star there. Oh, absolutely. I will. I'll keep you loop, looped yeah. up and, uh, yeah, definitely want to do this more frequently than once a year. Anytime, um, man, you got the link and that goes yeah. for everyone. Use the link, free, <laughs> free business breakthroughs. Anytime. Do it. Do it. It helps. Do it. Thank you, man. Thank you. A little bit of accountability, a little bounce some ideas off of. I don't know everything, but I know a little bit of something. So yeah, happy to this, man. Yeah. As soon as I uh, took your feedback and put it in action, things, uh, things changed. Awesome. And if anything, it makes you think about me when you're not putting it into action. Be like that freaking Italian guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that sparky Italian guy. It just, you know, it just does these. It was right. Nah, man. Thanks so much, bro. As always. Um, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure. And uh, if anyone wants to find Dylan on Instagram, what is it? Chameleon underscore decor. What is your thing? Yeah. Chameleon underscore decor, uh, chameleon decor painting. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's our company. Yeah. Love it, man. Thanks so much, bro. We'll catch you on the, catch you on the next one. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the contractor secrets podcast. Stick around. I am going to drop in a short testimonial uh, that one of our awesome 
heavy hitters in Drip Jobs uh, had agreed to give out for us. So if you want to hear a little bit about how Drip Jobs is helping contractors, stick around uh, for the end of this episode and you can listen in. All right. Um, hey, I'm here with uh, Michael Perry of Outside the Box um, Contracting in Florida. And I just want to start off by asking you a few questions about really about what your experience is with drip jobs. My first question is, how do you like the system overall? You know, first, I want to know what were you using before? And second, what has drip jobs done for you in your business? Well, before I was really using nothing because the business is very new. And uh, so right off the bat, I did need something that was going to be able to, uh, you know, manage my customers, handle the customers, be able to handle proposals and the invoicing part of it. So I came across uh, drip jobs on your, um, on your podcast. I heard about it on podcast. And uh, so I looked into it. You and I did a uh, little demo and right off the bat, I knew it was going to be something that I'd be able to utilize and uh, put to work. So um, almost immediately uh, from the very first time, um, it's been working since day one. And I especially love uh, the automations are great. Uh, the fact that it's working behind the scenes, even when I'm not paying attention to it, is the better part. Um, your integration with Angie Leads is, is huge because those leads come in and immediately they're getting uh, contacted. It just, it just shows that um, it makes it appear as if, even if I'm not paying attention, as if I'm paying attention to this customer and they have my yeah. full attention. So they get an email instantly from me saying, hey, thank you for contacting outside the box. And just this, that part alone is enough because uh, all the feedback I've had from all my customers so far is that they are, they love the communication. That's the best part. That's, that's what's attracted them the most to me is, is that I'm communicating with them, the constant emails, the follow-ups, um, and just how the proposals, the invoices are put together. The system is very easy to use. Um, and it's just been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, now you used Angie Leads before having drip jobs. So before you would add for a little bit, I think there was a time period where you did. So before, you know, that lead would come in, you'd have to hurry up and call them right away. Right. Wasn't right. that kind of what you were doing? Right. So the lead would come yeah. in the gun to, to stop, to stop what I'm doing, make sure I call them within a certain period of time, um, especially with their rules that they have as far as you yeah. know, credits and stuff like that. But um, when the leads come through Angie and drip jobs is able to grab it and send them an email, yeah. right. It gives me, it buys me time to, you know, follow up, review their request, and then get back to them, you know, in a, in a, in a timely fashion. But right. um, at the con, the point of contact, I'm usually the first one in, so which is which is huge. Um, but they appreciate that a lot. Love that man, love that. So a lot of our pushback that we get as a software, some people in your position, which you're starting out, not a massive company. They think that drip jobs is too big for them, right? They look at it and they say, well, I'm not doing a ton of work. Like, I don't really need this. You know, what would you say to those? Because I know in the beginning, you kind of thought the same thing. Maybe it was like one of those things. And I think you had canceled and then I rallied you back in. And now you're now you're now you're a fan. So what was that shift for you? And what would you say to anyone that that thinks thinks that? Yes. Initially, when I thought I was just starting out, I'm like, I can't, you know, I need to be able to you know, to pay the monthly fee, I need to have a lot of work coming in. But uh, ultimately, once I did come back around and I looked at it and started putting it to work for me, I realized that I can't even exist without it. Because if I didn't, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'd be doing if I didn't have it, because just it just makes it so much so easy yeah. 
to use uh, everything from the, the initial the initial point of contact through the scheduling, the estimates and the appointments and the communication that way. And, um, you know, writing the proposals and send them out, invoicing all of it has made yeah. made the job very easy. And then I got I got very busy. So right. having that along the way has really helped uh, help. Uh, we we kind of pitch it as your your 24 seven office admin in your pocket. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of working yeah. for you while you're out and it's doing things that you wouldn't normally have to do yourself. Right. That's the best. Yeah, man. So in terms of um, in terms of customer service and support setup, you know, we make it a point to try to be there for you if you need anything. Have you found that we, we've been successful at that as a company? Yeah, it's always you've always gotten back almost immediately, sometimes even late at night. Uh, which is <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know you all have lives, but um, yeah, even late at night, if I'm in the middle of I have a problem on a proposal and you jump right back on there and, and help me out. Yeah. It's great. You know, what's interesting is me as a contractor, sometimes I know what that's like, you know, uh, just from my experience, other software, I'm in the middle of a proposal, I need to get this thing out, you know, so we just know how important it is, you know, and we're committed to that. Um, what do you think of some of the updates? I know that I sent out an email, you know, what do you think of some of the updates in terms of the new ways, the, the new way the proposal looks and how, how we've adjusted the way your customers perceive you through drip jobs, you know, the way that they see your proposals. What do you think about some of the updates? The update's been great. The, the most recent proposal update is fantastic. I looked at it uh, just uh, in the past couple of days because I've had a few go out. And uh, it looks it looks clean. It's professional. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it looks really good and, and it makes me look really good, um, you know, to the customer. So it's awesome. Now, your customers, um, in terms of them responding to the drips, now some people think that, you know, it's way too much communication sometimes. Do you feel as though the communication is just right? And if so, do you feel like your customers think of it as, as a good thing? Would you say that they're responding to some of the communication in a positive light? I'd say it depends on the customer. So um, I, I look at their um, activity I can, you know, with the email communication. So I yep. see I have, if I have cold leads that are sitting there that I haven't gotten yep. back, to, I'll take a look at their uh, interaction with the site. And if right. they've gotten three or four drips and they've had zero views on it, right. then that customer... I don't think that customer is going to come back, but yeah. if they, uh, if, if I see that they've viewed one of the emails, you know, and a couple of days have gone by, I'll let it sit there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to eliminate the lead. Um, but those, I, I have a feel for certain leads that are, that I know are not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. just in the conversations I've had, just what they were yep. looking for. Um, sometimes they go on Angie and they hit the button and not realizing that someone's actually going to call them back, yeah. you know, they're looking for pricing or whatever. Um, but I've been able to, I've been able to manage, um, are you there? Yep. Sorry. Uh, I've been able to manage, um, the, uh, the leads through there, um, you know, more easily, um, by doing Love that. It. So Love it. it's great. Last question for you. One of our favorite features and probably like the fan favorite is the booking URL. And that allows for people to call you. You can just send them that link. Have you been utilizing that? And has it saved you from having to manually input information? Uh, I have not yet had to manually, the only time I've manually inputted information is on a lead that's come to me, like not through Angie, because Angie okay. is able to, you know, it's already in there. When Angie goes through Angie, yep. it, it, it's already integrated. Um, so I've I only had a few times where I've had to enter it myself, because uh, most of my leads are coming to there. Recently, though, I've started uh, boosting posts on Facebook, and I'm getting a lot more traction through there. Love um, so those, 
um, those uh, those leads I've had to go through and enter myself. I'd have to look. I'm not sure about the URL for the Try contact. It. So it's great when people call you. All you have to do is click the button at the. We actually put it at the bottom of the mobile Which app. It on. What's that? Which screen is it on that to see it? It's on the it's on the mobile app. It's actually oh, it on the mobile app at the bottom. It says new request. It's kind of subtle. We just slipped it in there. And if you click that, all you got to do is punch in the phone number. So again, if someone calls you and you know you're driving and these maybe this is somebody that just found your name on Google or a referral from a customer, all right. you got to do is click that button, punch in their phone number, and it sends them a link to fill out your booking form. So oh, it I saves you the time. Yeah, try that out. It's a really okay. awesome feature. Perfect. Awesome. Dude, well, thank you, Michael, man, for your time today. Uh, we're, we're extremely grateful for you uh, taking time out of your day to just give us some some great feedback and gloat about us. Um, you yeah. know, again, we're going to keep striving, man. So thanks so much. Oh, church, that was great. Awesome.